0: One, two, three, go tell it to the wall, tell it to the wall, go tell it to the wall, tell it to the wall. All right, wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers. Welcome to episode seventy-one of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell it to the Wall, hosted by me, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And as I said at the top of the video feed, uh, we are—it's been a week. I, I, I'm going to do my best. I'm by no means an expert on really anything, uh, but I'm, I'm going to do my best to unpack some things with some common sense, and uh, and and and, but at the same time, hopefully give. All the listeners out there, at least a little bit of a reprieve from the madness that's been going on uh, in our world. But uh, but like I said, we're going to have to address some of it, of course, using common sense. Uh, but before we get into the thick of it, we always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, four episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, Facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Make sure you follow our page over there. That's going to keep you up to date on all new episodes, new content, new videos, all that great stuff. So if you are a Facebook user, you should be following us. It costs you nothing. Uh, then, of course, YouTube. Head on over to YouTube.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. That is our official YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. You're going to find all of our video feeds that get posted there, as well as uh, in addition to our beer reviews, parenting playlists, mental health Mondays, all that good stuff. So make sure if you're a YouTube user that you're subscribed to our channel. Again, it costs you nothing. It's amazing how that works. Uh, and then, of course, my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean. Again, at S O C A L S E A N. SoCalSean. Follow me on there. That's You're going to get more than just go tell it to the wall and Common Sense Sunday content. Uh, but there will also be a lot of that. If if you're one of our kind of you know uh, punk show punk scene listeners, you're gonna get a lot of those photos uh, as well. So make sure if you're an Instagram user, uh, follow my own personal Instagram account right over there on the on the gram as the kids say. I don't really know what the kids say these days. I feel like it was Insta at one time. It was the gram at one time. Are we calling it IG now? I don't know. I'm a little too old for the most up to date lingo. But uh, but follow us on Instagram. That is definitely that is definitely a word for it. Uh, and of course, most importantly and all-inclusive of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's our official website for everything Go Tell It to the Wall and Sean O'Rourke Live. You're going to find exclusive content on there that you don't find on any of those other platforms. Uh, and you're also going to find a link for our Patreon campaign. Uh, become a patron if you have the means to do so. And if you don't want to do that, you can support us by picking up some Go Tell It to the Wall merch through our merch website, link directly from Live.com. So make sure you're picking up some common sense clothing, t-shirts, mugs, all that kind of good stuff, uh, all right there on the merch website. Uh, and bear with me today. It's been a hell of a week and I can't blame the hell of a week on this. Uh, it was this. The reason for it is actually a, a fun reason, but my voice is not 100% today. You might be hearing hearing a little bit of a raspiness uh, i'm not sick uh, but i did did put my voice through the ringer uh, this last friday and we'll have more on that later as we recap uh, one of the one of the best shows of the year this young year i guess 2022 uh, that, that i was attending on friday so some more on that later all right let's get into some digital trends digital trends uh, apparently today is hashtag pokemon day that's right, hashtag Pokemon Day, and I don't say this as I'm too cool for it or anything, but I, I honestly, I have never played any kind of Pokemon. Uh, I know what Pokemon is. Um, I think I was just at the wrong age when Pokemon either first came about or first came to the U.S. or whatever. I do remember it. I remember. I'm of the age where I remember a Pokemon card game. Uh, since then, it's evolved into like video games and mobile games and all that kind of good stuff. But apparently. It is the anniversary of Pokémon, which was launched in 1996. So again, I I think I was just a little too old for it, not too cool, just wasn't in my uh, wasn't in my uh, you know ballpark or whatever word you want to use there. I've Ninja Turtles. If there had been like a Ninja Turtles card game in the 80s, probably would have been playing that one. I will say so for all of you out there that enjoy playing Pokémon, uh, celebrate your Pokémon Day. I think. It looked like the mobile game maybe put out some new characters or something. I was seeing that blowing up on the social platforms. What I will say is I appreciate this. Uh, we And I've said it before. Make sure you have capitalizations within your hashtags. Uh, when Pokemon Go, the mobile game, I do know the name of the mobile game came out years ago. Uh, people were sharing the hashtag Pokemon Go. But they weren't capitalizing the P or the G. So it essentially looked like hashtag Pokemongo. And that's what would have happened here. Luckily, the hashtags that I've seen flying around have a capital P and a capital uh, D. Otherwise, it would be poke Monday. And you'd be like, why, why are we poking at Monday? And I'll be honest. When the hashtags first came out years ago, I was like, why is everybody poking Mongo? And who's Mongo? But I digress. It's just its one of my pet peeves. It's like, just throw some capital letters in there. Otherwise, it gets confusing and hard to read. I'm not, I've am never been a big fa- fan of hashtags anyway. Use them because you, you have to these days. That's a way to... Keep your stuff organized in the digital realm. But uh, but thank you for, for capitalizing within that hashtag. All right. Uh, I think the theme of this episode is going to be, like I said, I am not an expert on really anything. You could argue that I have some film knowledge because I have a bachelor's degree in film. So I spent, you know, three, it took me three years to get my bachelor's, uh, but I, I did spend three years studying film, but I still wouldn't even call myself an expert there. Uh, so everything we do within these podcasts is, is revolving around common sense and kind of the little bit of knowledge or research that I can do going into things. I always encourage people to look further in with their own research, you know, fact check, look at these things, and you know, with them I, I very much top line things. This one I didn't ha- I didn't want to do a ton of research on, but it's a trend you've probably seen floating around the social platforms. And I believe I've broached this slightly in the past. Uh, But a thing that's going around right now, and it's not just on social platforms, it's the pictures popping up, but people are uh, sticking these Joe Biden stickers and says, I did that. And it's like pointing at a gas pump or a gas pump price. And they're sticking them on gas pumps, you know, saying, look at what Biden's doing. Look at all this crazy Biden and these high gas prices and stuff. I am not an economist. I don't I barely i mean i got a decent grade but i barely took any kind of economics in high school and shit we didn't take economics in film school for the love of god that just wasn't something you had to do minimal credits from outside of doing actual film work Uh, but with minimal research here it's easy to see that the president doesn't actually set gas prices this has nothing to do directly with the president you can again i encourage you to do your own research find out exactly what causes the rise in gas prices and all these other things. It's silly to sit back and and first of all take the time to put these stickers up. It's just who who has the time. You're complaining about gas prices but you're spending money on stickers, so that makes total sense, you know. Uh, and then on top of that, just just do a little bit of research. And I can tell you I am also of an age where I did remember paying less than a dollar for gasoline. Less than a dollar. I can tell you the the last time I paid less than a dollar for gasoline was Christmas Eve 2001, and it was $0.88 cents a gallon. Now, basically, from that that day forward, gas prices just gradually climbed. Now, of course, they dip down here and there. And I do live in California, where we have very high gas prices. But who was the president at that time? And who was the president during that crazy rise in gas prices? People weren't necessarily getting on him about it they weren't blaming that particular president so it's really people shaping a narrative to what they like and dislike again do a little research yourself and stop wasting money on stickers when you're complaining how shitty the economy is like you get you don't have money for gas but you got money for stupid stickers (laughs) what's your mission make people dumber good that's great that's a great way to spend money all right, we're going to get serious here and there on certain things. It's it's unavoidable. It's the world we're in right now. That's the the environment that's going on around the world, around this country and other countries. Um, so a couple hashtags that are trending right now would be hashtag HeyPutin and hashtag RussianArmy. Uh, and this is essentially people that are trying to tweet at Putin and at the Russian Army. Um, so you're seeing a lot of stuff from the front line in Ukraine. Now, when I say front line, I'm... It's a a lot of civilians, and uh, there's military stuff that you can see, uh, you know, and and definitely be careful from a mental health standpoint, because you don't want to go down those holes and just put yourself in a really, really bad place. We're going to talk about that when we get to mental health today, Uh, but this is definitely trending, uh, and if you're curious to see what's going on on the front lines and what's actually happening in Ukraine, you're going to get firsthand stuff there. Again, fact check. We're going to talk more about that later on in Common Sense, but make sure you are fact checking before you're sharing stuff. But it's very interesting, uh, and I always, it, as silly as it seems for people to be utilizing social media, there's a lot of people in Ukraine right now that that's all they can do. So they're trying to get that information out there. They're trying to show what's actually happening on the ground instead of getting news reports from the Russian government, for example. So I would encourage you to check those out uh, if it's something that you want further knowledge on. We should all at least have a minimal knowledge of what's going on over there. Uh, to the point that where you realize it is absolutely a human rights thing it's not it's not a political thing it, this is this is a country invading another country unprovoked and killing people for no reason and families kids parents grandparents all sheltering in place hoping that they don't get bombed and that's what we're in right now but you can see people standing up in fact these are two things that have been trending uh, on the social platforms over the past few days Uh, One of them would be sunflower seeds, we're going to talk about that, and the other one is go fuck yourself, apologies. There's going to be some F-bombs today because uh, fuck Putin, Uh, but we're going to talk about go fuck yourself as well. Ukrainian people are not backing down. It's amazing to, as as sad as it is and as much as your heart hurts for the people of Ukraine, it is inspiring to see their fortitude and, and the way that they are standing up to Russian soldiers and the Russian government. And one of those, if you're not familiar with the story, there was a, a, a woman in the Ukraine who went right up to some Russian soldiers and was like, what are you doing here? You need to leave. And she said, if you're not going to leave, at least put these sunflower seeds in your pockets so when you die on Ukrainian soil, sunflowers will sprout where you died. And apparently the sunflower, I, 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 don't quote me on this, somebody can double check it. I believe the sunflower is the national flower of the Ukraine. Um, and that's, so not only is it like, you could have said any seed, but the national flower of New, of Ukraine. So good on that lady. Um, and, and I don't wish death upon anybody, but I hopefully she's right, and a lot of these Russian soldiers are going to meet their end because they have no business being in the Ukraine. And that's the same thing with the go-fuck-yourself uh, sentiment. We're seeing this pop up. A lot of people are either posting it or it's going up on signs throughout the Ukraine, and there was a group of 13 heroes that were trying to defend an island called Snake Island, and uh, basically, when a Russian warship told them to, to stand down, they, they said, go fuck yourself. Uh, unfortunately, they lost their lives, but they stood up for what they believe in, and they stood up to the Russian soldiers that were attacking them. Uh, so, again, extremely sad to see, but good on the citizens of Ukraine uh, for not just backing down. Not just backing down. Um, and, of course, this one, it's very similar hashtag, but we are having hashtag uh, Ukraine-Russian war. The thing that drives me nuts about this is I went... not not I never deep-dive, like I've said. I went into a little bit of a dive on this one in in the social realm, specifically Twitter, and a lot of people are are putting up polls and such and saying, who's going to win the war? Who will win, Russia or Ukraine? And it really hit me. Because it's like, this isn't a sport... This isn't like, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Who, you know, who's going to win the World Cup? No, no, this is... These are people's lives at stake. This is an entire country of people being attacked. It's not something we should, we should say, well, who's going to win? No. What we should be hoping for is that humanity wins out. I mean, I spent last episode talking about fuck Russia because of the Olympics. Well, this is a whole other realm of that. Have respect. It's people's lives. You know? All right, let's talk about some COVID updates. There's going to be a lot more of that peppered throughout. And I, I hate that it has to be, but it's just, it's the world we live in right now. And that's what's been, it's crazy to look at the last episode we did a week ago. And then now here we are because, you know, when we kinda it was ramping up to this you kind of had a, not to this, this scale, you know, what we're seeing now in the news. All right. COVID updates, Omicron, uh, continues to recede. And I'm going to say it again. That doesn't mean it's over. We have done this before. We've done this a couple times. We are almost two years into this. We're a couple weeks away from being two years into. We're more than two years into COVID being a thing. Uh, we're all, we're a couple weeks away from being two years into when lockdowns started in the U.S. And I think other countries are are well past two years since lockdowns were starting there. So we don't want to get complacent. We already know there are other variants out there. We've done this. We did this with Delta. We did this with uh, whatever the other variant was, and they just they pop they pop up. And I think patience is key here because if we would have continued with safety measures and everything else until numbers receded more through each of these surges, we'd probably be in a better position today uh, than than we are right now. And that's something to keep in mind. So just because the the Omicron variant is continuing to recede doesn't mean we're out of this. Other variants out there, other problems out there. This is it's we're not done. We just aren't. And, of course, mandates are being eased everywhere. It's happening even here in California where they're saying, oh, you don't need to wear a mask and all these kinds of things. And, again, we've done this before. And then it gets worse again. So while, yes, do your best to continue living your life and doing things that that you need to do, don't get too complacent and let it sneak up on you. I mean, geez, especially people that have avoided COVID for two years. Can you, Can you imagine? Two years of not getting it, and suddenly you get it. That's just that's crazy to me. And no masks indoors for vaccinated people. That's a big thing that's happening. Multiple states across the country. I think it's happening in other other countries as well. I think I believe Canada has has started lifting mask mandates. Here's the thing with this. I get it. Yes, it's safer for fully vaccinated people and everything else. But nobody's checking. So they say, well, you can go into this event space or this restaurant without a mask if you're vaccinated. But at the same time, they're not checking. So here's here's the common sense of that. Most likely, people that felt the personal responsibility to get vaccinated and get a booster are probably going to wear masks anyway. So what we're doing is we're putting this in the hands of people who ha- probably haven't been honest this entire time, haven't wanted to wear masks, and they're just going to walk around saying, well, I'm vaccinated. And who knows if they actually are? I'm still going to wear my mask in crowded areas. That's just personal responsibility for me, safety for me, for me and my family. I will continue to do that. And I would encourage everyone out there too. just just be smart with how you're navigating this part of the pandemic. That's, that's all it is. Just use common sense. It's not going to be worth getting it just because you're like, I don't want to wear a mask over my face. And that's the other thing, too, is everyone's complaining, oh, I, this, is, this is tyranny. I have to wear a mask for 20 minutes in the grocery store. You want to talk about tyranny? Look what's happening in the Ukraine right now. We have people in this country, in the U.S., and other countries as well, but especially in the U.S., complaining about masks. While the people of Ukraine are being attacked. And all the men over there, like 18 to 60, are being asked to go fight in a war. What would you rather do? Wear a mask or fight in a war? You're not being oppressed. Stop equating that in such ways, because it's not right to do that. And, of course, we have the anti-mandate truck convoy making its way toward washington dc again complaining about tyranny and, and and personal uh freedom and all these other things it's absolutely ridiculous and put that in perspective compared to ukraine again my other favorite thing about this is we have these truckers driving from california to washington dc you know that and then they're going to complain about the gas prices it's like well you didn't need to fucking drive to dc that's on you man what do what you try, what do you think you're going to accomplish nothing Nothing, other than just looking like a jackass. That's what we're dealing with there. Toddler shit. Toddler tantrums. More of it. More and more of it in this country. All right. Let's throw a little mental health perspective into this. Now, obviously, the people taking the bulk of this are the Ukrainian people. The citizens of Ukraine. But even those of us that aren't within that country or or even bordering it, you can feel the effects of that because you see this news coming out. There's so many different things and your heart just breaks for the Ukraine. If it doesn't, you need to check your morality. People out here cheering for Putin, come on. You can't think this is right. People are dying for no reason over land because of a greedy, greedy, tyrannical president in Russia. And we've seen even a lot, most of, the, I don't want to say most, I don't know the exact numbers, but plenty of Russian citizens don't want this happening either. So even, even if you're not in the thick of it, the toll can be evident. And as much as I say, do your own research, understand what's going on. If you need to step away from it, definitely do that as well, because you can feel helpless. There's only so much you can do outside of the Ukraine where people are picking up arms against Russia. So know that you're not alone when that comes to your mental health. It's very important to—I don't want to say compartmentalize, but do what you can without letting it affect you in a negative way. That's going to affect your daily life, or your family's daily life, or your professional daily life, whatever it might be. Because it—it is—it is terrible to feel helpless. And if you do want to do something, and, and you're not in the Ukraine, obviously, you know, or you're not in Russia to go protest, you can go. Pro- there's plenty of protests around the U.S., around the world right now. There's also organizations that you can donate to to literally directly help the people of Ukraine. Maybe we'll try to post some of those uh, on Facebook. But again, do a little bit of research, and and if if, if that's something you want to do and you have the means to do, then do so. And I'm not saying do it to make yourself feel better necessarily, but if you just really want to help and it's affecting you mentally, those are some ways to help. Make your voice heard. And the other thing is I, I... Absolutely, and it's, it's fractional compared to what the people of Ukraine are actually going through. Uh, but if you're of a certain age, and even if you're not of a certain age, you hear things like, well, Russia is is ramping up their nuclear weapons so that they're more ready in case they have to be used. That's terrifying. For those of us that lived through the 80s, heard this like crazy, the Cold War, everything else, it's, it's Cuban Missile Crisis, it's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying, and that can have a toll on your mental health. But that's where understanding can come in. There's a very small chance of actually nuclear war. However, sometimes, depending on, you know, like myself, mental illness, I just fixate on that. And it's terrifying to me, especially having lived through the 80s. And for me personally, when this first started ramping up, you know, and there have been... I have I, lived through uh, multiple wars where the U- I mean, Jesus... Afghanistan but for me as a kid in the late 80s early 90s when the Gulf War started seeing this footage brought up personally and I know I'm not the only one brought up memories of that uh, from what, 1990 or 91 whenever it was that uh, they declared war President, the first President Bush like, actually declared war and Congress approved it and we went into the Gulf War and f- for me I I wasn't in the thick of it, obviously, because I wasn't in the Middle East, but I grew up in San Diego. That is a military town. And at that time, you had a naval base, you had an Air Force base, and you had a marine base. Now, you just have a couple of marine bases and a naval base down there. Planes, you know, not fighting above us, but planes flying out. Lots of military personnel coming through San Diego. So I know I'm not the only one that that can drudge up those memories. So be informed but sometimes turn off the TV and put things into perspective for yourself. That's what helps me the most. As sad as it is, you have to try to put things in perspective as much as you can and just take care of yourself. Don't let it you know it's okay to to have feelings and do what you can and be angry. Don't let that affect your kids or your relationships or your friend, whatever. You can't let it become that debilitating. And that's something to keep in mind, especially if you, you deal with a mental illness. Ooh, I'm bumping my speaker over here and other things. Sorry, Jay. Bumping my, uh, my Jay in action figure over there. All right, let's talk about some positive news. This is kind of a funky one. It's it's, it's funny, I, I debated not even having a positive news piece uh for this episode but since it's my my podcast and uh I I really wanted to to kind of give a good on you uh to to a particular group we're going to talk about um this certain news piece uh so Tool the band Tool I've never been a big fan of Tool I know they have a gigantic fan base I don't dislike them just never been a big fan you know I'm not not in not in my musical genre usually uh, but they were having a concert in D.C., and, you know, they have a huge fan base, so their their concerts are rather large. I think they're doing arena shows and stuff, not, you know, small club shows like I like to go to, so huge crowds. Um, and again, this isn't fully positive, but ends that way. The band actually stopped mid-show. There was a fan uh, toward the front near the stage, and the band noticed that the fan was was having a medical issue. Not sure exactly what the medical issue was. Uh, and was having the the paramedics were having trouble getting to the fan, so what they did was they stopped the concert, and they allowed they made sure everyone made space for for the the fan of theirs to get help medical help, uh, and then after the fan was was properly taken out of there and, and got the help they needed, they continued the show. Uh, then con- like I said, continued the concert, and I'm I'm sorry, Kanye. This is not a a poke at Travis Scott or whatever. It's merely a good on you for Tool for being aware of their fans and taking the time to do that. Uh, and and it's just, it's big awareness. And this, I, I've talked about it before, this reminds me of uh, Amy Interrupter. And she didn't even have to stop the song, but she, young fan in the crowd, not far from where I was, in fact, right up against the rail, was having trouble, was like passing out. And I think because just a large crowd probably dehydrated, and Amy pointed her out, Security guards reached over and got her, and not only did they get her out of there, but Amy took one of her water bottles and handed it down to make sure the young lady uh, got some water out of it. It's important to remember those things. So good on you, Tool. I'm not a huge fan, but uh, you gotta love that. You really do. So a little positive news for your episode 71 of Common Sense Sundays. I'll tell you, I'm I'm drinking more water than usual because the voice is just not. It is not there completely. I'm sure everyone can hear it. It's just not and a lot of yelling and singing on Friday night and then found myself at a at an event with a bunch of friends yesterday and I just I don't shut up usually so it's around friends. I'm very socially awkward but when I get around friends I don't shut up and that's it's been two days of constant talking and singing and cheering. All right let's talk some parenting. Uh, I'm gonna talk about another thing that I was, I think, just a little bit too old for. But Arthur, the animated series Arthur, which is also books, I believe it was books first. Um, if you're not familiar with Arthur, you've probably seen the meme with the clenched fist. You know, that's that's, that's Arthur. Uh, it's a decent animated show. I won't I won't say that I love it. My kid has watched it a little bit, uh, but it's a very very popular show. It's been around for like 25 years or something. So there's multiple generations of fans. So I'm sure there are parents out there who are like, I watched this as a kid. Much like I am with Sesame Street. Like, I watched this as a kid. Love when my kid watches it. You know, love watching it with her. So it's it's not to say anything bad about the show. It's just I, I was never a watcher of it. Um, so it's a sad day for those those big fans out there. Uh, but you'll still be able to catch reruns. You'll still be able to share it with your kid. Uh, it was interesting, though, for those of you not aware, they ended it with, like, a a, uh, a flash-forward to to all Arthur and all of his friends that the show's based on uh in the future as adults young younger adults like probably in their 20s or maybe 30 or whatever uh to to kind of round it out uh, so it seems like a lot of people enjoyed that so uh so goodbye to Arthur from parenting's perspective um and and you know for all of you out there that loved it you'll still be able to watch it just no new episodes coming out uh we don't talk about Bruno it's funny. I've talked. We've talked about this recently. Punk Rock Factory covered it. Uh, it finally we overtook uh, Let It Go as as the number one animated movie, uh, Disney animated movie song. Um, here's the thing. It's approaching Let It Go status, at least in my house. And I know this is happening elsewhere, because it takes. If if my kid, she doesn't even have to hear the song. If somebody just says, "We don't talk about Bruno," she will sing it for a minimum of ten minutes. And that's what's been killing me is because during the day, uh we don't have we don't have the TV on a lot in my house. My kid watches a little bit of TV in the evening. Uh, my wife and I'll watch TV a little bit of TV as after the kid goes to bed. Uh, you know, unless there's I, I enjoy sporting events. So if there's a certain sporting event, maybe my kid and I will watch it together. But for the most part, uh we're not we don't have TV on. But I what I do is I have talk radio on uh in the house. It's kind of background, you know, as I'm doing work around the house or working uh, on stuff for go tell it to the wall, whatever it might be. And it's kind of the point where uh, talk radio shows are mentioning it or using it as like as a drop is, is what they, they call it in the radio industry. Uh, and, and sure enough, my kid will hear it and she's walking around singing it. And then I get it in my head and it takes like an hour to get it out of there. And then sure enough, an hour later, another talk radio show is, is, is using it for a drop or mentioning it and then starts the cycle again. Uh, so let's be careful with we don't talk about Bruno. Let's not make it as bad as let it go. Uh, you know, let's, 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 small, small bites, small bites at that apple instead of uh, getting hit over the head with it because you can't escape it right now. Uh, and one of the most heartbreaking things uh, I have seen over the past week, and uh, I dropped it in parenting because, and it it really hit me hard and it kept hitting me hard. And I've, I've gotten to the point where I just, I have to avoid it because it keeps popping up. Uh, but it is, there is a viral video of a Ukrainian father and daughter. Uh, the father is putting his daughter who looks to be three or four, maybe five at the most, uh, putting her on a train to evacuate from the Ukraine. And he's staying behind to fight for Ukraine against Russia. And while I will say be careful, depending on if you have a particular trigger, because this is a huge trigger trigger for my mental health, huge, having a daughter at home. It's absolutely heartbreaking to see. But it also gives you perspective as a parent. So as much as it was killing me, I like I had to stop because it was my OCD was just fixating on this, and I felt so bad for the father. I felt so bad for the daughter, and all I could think of was what What if this was happening to me, and my daughter? But if it's not going to put you into a bad place necessarily, uh, I would encourage you to check it out because that right there is humanity, and that gives you perspective as a parent. If you're getting irritated, you know, like I like I'm. I'm Talking in a joking way. We don't talk about Bruno. Pales in comparison to what that father is going through. He, There's a good chance he's never going to see his daughter again. There's a good chance his da- her, that daughter is never going to see her father again. And that's heartbreaking. If that doesn't break your heart, you don't have a heart. So, I hate saying it, but as much prayers, thoughts, good vibes as you can send to the Ukraine... So that we don't have to continue seeing this. People losing their parents. Children in harm's way. It's too much to bear even for those of us that are not actually in the Ukraine. And I I just cannot imagine. Cannot imagine the pain and suffering that they are all going through. Especially from a parenting perspective like that. I mean, especially from any perspective. But when you see that video, it... You, it, it's gonna bring tears to your eyes. If you haven't seen it yet, be prepared. All right, let's get into lots of lots and lots and lots of common sense today. We might actually be a little. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if we go a little short on time today. You're probably getting some background noise. My, my kid. Speaking of parenting, my kid was at the park with my wife, and uh, I can hear them hear them coming into the house right now. That's what's unfortunate about the positioning of my studio, is uh, it kind of shares a wall with my front porch, so if anyone's coming in my front door while I'm recording, you're probably getting a little background noise from them. Hopefully, the mic's not picking up too much of that, but that's just, that's life. When Go Tell It to the Wall first started, I used to get angry about, uh, not angry, but irritated about, like, where I live, there's a lot of helicopters flying around. be like, ah, the helicopters again, and get Irritated, and then you listen to Mark Marin's podcast, and he's like, Well, here come the helicopters again. I was like, Well, okay, I'm not the only one, and he's pretty well known, pretty well known podcast putting out by uh, Mark Marin. All right, some common sense here. Uh, there's a lot of footage out there of what's happening in Ukraine, but we have come to learn over the past couple days that there's footage and, and images uh, from the Ukraine that are not necessarily um current. You know, they from a few years ago. There's a couple of viral pictures, in fact, that are from like four or five years ago or something in the Ukraine. Um, so I, I would say, from a common sense standpoint, there's plenty of current footage out there, and I wouldn't get on people too much for for sharing something that that seems compelling or important to to the the environment we're in right now. Because it, I mean, some of those some of those old that old footage and those old images were shared by verified accounts and and news people and all kinds of other things. So I wouldn't be too hard on them because it's Everything's moving so quickly right now, but I would say this is another example where just take a quick moment to fact check. Because again, there's plenty of stuff out there that is current. If you're looking to share something current, uh, to to spread accurate information, uh, it, it's out there. Just take a moment and do a little do a little fact check, do a little Snopes or whatever the main fact checking thing is these days. Uh, you know, I usually just go through Snopes, or if you do. If you if you can even like reverse search an image, that's the thing. And if you reverse search an image, it's like, oh, this is from 2017 or whatever it might be. So yeah, take the time. If you want to be accurate, um, it's possible to do that. Just just double check whenever you're disseminating information. Uh, you know, even if you're like, well, I have 100 followers, who cares? It's like, well, yeah, but you still want to be accurate, you know. So keep that in mind because there's a lot of that going around right now. A lot of this going around right now, too. Americans praising Putin Vladimir Putin has has fans in the United States of America. This is absolutely astounding to me. Uh, It's extra astounding, too, because and I'm not going to sit here and try to, you know, chastise a certain group, uh, but we're seeing most of it come from the GOP. Let's be honest. Ronald Reagan is rolling over in his grave hearing that right now. (laughs) Can you imagine the Republicans of the 80s being like, yeah, Russia, yeah. No, no, no. (laughs) That <laughs> would not be the case at all. And I laugh because it's it's so uber ridiculous. It's not a funny thing. It's just so ridiculous that all you can do is be like, what the hell? Pro-Putin, Pro-Putin chants at rallies. That's what's happening. And in fact, the orange menace, when Russia first started invading Ukraine just days ago, came out and talked about how brilliant Putin is. He's brilliant for invading a foreign country unprovoked. And killing people. That's liter- literally what Trump is saying. The Orange Menace is out there saying, This is great. He's killing Ukrainians just to take land. Like, holy shit. And that's what everyone's like, Oh, Biden's weak. This would never happen if Trump was in office. No, it would have happened, and Trump would have sent troops to help Russia. That's what we're looking at here. You-, you can't argue this. The stupid son of a bitch came out and said this. It's on record. There's no denying it. Oh, he twisted his words. Nope. Not at all. He said he's brilliant for trying to, for invading Ukraine and killing people. It's absolutely mind-blowing. There's people out there that you think, man, they can't get any dumber or any worse or any more evil, and then shit like that happens. Absolutely crazy. It's crazy to me. But of course, we have other companies and groups that are stepping up and uh, you know sanctions, and I, I am not an expert in anything. I'm not going to talk about sanctions, but I did find this one interesting. Uh, Adidas ha- is, has halted tracksuit sales in Russia. So if, you know, if you're familiar uh, with the tracksuit, Adidas, you know they have the three line ones. They're real popular tracksuits, and especially in Russia, they're very, very popular. It's a it's a big style choice uh, for a lot of Russian citizens, and because oh, the Russian mafia. I don't know much about the Russian mafia, and yes, I watched Hawkeye. That that. It's a little funny, but it's also a serious matter, so I don't want to get into that, um, but good on Adidas for doing this. It seems like such a little thing, but as I was saying in mental health, if if you're looking for something to do, there are things that can be done, so Adidas isn't going to stop the war by any means, but they're, they're doing what they can to make a point that Russia shouldn't be doing this, so good on Adidas, and Here's the thing, everyone out there is going to, but you love Vans. Yes, I am a Vans guy. I own more Vans than I should, more pairs of Vans shoes. Uh, but my running shoes are Adidas. My, my running and walking and, and workout shoes are usually Adidas. Uh, my racing shoes are Adidas. When I, when I finally get back around to, to racing, road races, and triathlons, I race in Adidas. So So close to my heart from that perspective as much as I don't wear them daily. Um, I wear them for athletic reasons, really, or walking, you know, stuff like that. Uh, my vans are different usage. You got to have that, you know. At the same time, I wear Nike basketball shoes. I haven't played basketball in a few years, but I I have been a basketball player as an adult, still worn Nike basketball shoes. a uh, so good on you, Adidas, for as, as small as it seems, for actually doing something. Because they're going to lose money off of it, too. But they're taking a stand and making a point. And we have Anonymous, good on Anonymous, good lord. I'm not a big fan of Hackers, but it's hard to, not Hackers the movie, Hackers in general, the people that enjoy hacking computers. I am a fan of Hackers the movie, it's so cheesy and it's fantastic, it's great. I mean, Matthew Lillard's magnum opus is, <laughs> is Hackers. But I digress. Anonymous, the, the uh, hacking group Anonymous, uh, they have actually declared cyber war on Russia. So they are going after Russia from a cyber perspective, not from a, you know, tanks and guns perspective. And in fact, a half an hour after announcing that they were going after Russia, uh, they actually took down RTTV, which I'm not real familiar with, but from my understanding, it is a Russian propaganda channel uh, where they, they use it to, to spread a lot of information. I imagine it's like a Newsmax, you know, or a Infowars, that type of thing, and good on Anonymous for taking them down. Uh, and it's funny. Because as much as I, I, I don't support illegal hacking that's going after people, but sometimes you got to step up and, and, and go after social justice. Uh, and it very much reminded me of, and for taking things full circle, it reminded me of Mr. Robot, my all time favorite show. I got Elliot right here for those of you watching the video. He always sits right there by my stuff. I got the other characters on the shelf behind me, but Elliot sits right there. Uh, my favorite show of all time. And uh, I was actually at a. Uh, I'm going to talk more details about the show, but the show I was at on Friday uh somebody noticed my f society patch on my jacket and uh, actually wanted to take a picture of it they're like that is so cool and we had a you know a moment of like yeah mr robot it's so great um just to get tangented there a little bit uh but hopefully anonymous can can do some more damage from the cyber perspective uh, there in russia all right uh mtg marjorie taylor green uh she decided to be uh, a a special guest at a white nationalist rally And this isn't even debatable because, you know, you say, oh, GOP, ha, 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 white nationalists. And no, this was literally a white nationalist leader was putting on this rally and she was the special guest at it. And she's, of course, catching some heat for it and has no real excuse. Her excuse was, I just wanted to speak to these people about uh, upcoming elections and stuff. It's like, no, 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 no. You are out there supporting a white nationalist rally. And we just continue to let this woman do things like this and not get censored or anything happening in Congress whatsoever. But that's the world we live in. And in fact, this rally is one of the rallies that had a pro-Putin chant multiple times throughout the rally. And the most frustrating thing about all... it That's the thing. I'm not even that frustrated by MTG. You, you kind of expect that kind of shit from her now. What's frustrating is we it's continued continuing to be normalized we're just like yep that sounds right that's the world we live in now and we got to stop that we shouldn't even we shouldn't just sit by sit sit there and be like well white nationalists are holding rallies no kick nazis in the fucking face and i'm not going to endorse violence against the congresswoman but she was there does she deserve to get kicked in the face too that's for you to uh Decide. I'll keep my uh, decision to myself on that one. I'm not gonna threaten people here. Pro Putin chants. Like, Jesus Christ! Is Common sense says you're you're a politician. You're at a rally. Not only are you at a white nationalist rally, but as soon as they start uh, chanting for Putin, get the fuck out of there. No, she's like, yeah. Holy Jesus Christ! All right. Russian sports events. Uh, certain international sports events have already been pulled from Russia. I believe there was a tennis tournament that was a a pro tennis tournament that was pulled, and a couple other things have been pulled from there. Uh, And there's a lot of talk around World Cup qualifying. You know, World Cup every four years is huge. The biggest uh, worldwide sporting event, you know, and I'm not even a soccer fan. I watch the World Cup, you know, and I don't have any problem with soccer. I'm just i not a big watcher of of soccer, Uh, but I, I do watch the World Cup. Most of the world watches the World Cup. Soccer is the number one sport. Uh, throughout the world, I believe. I don't know if that's changed, but you know, for for the most part, it seems like the number one sport. And there are uh, playoff games in that part of Europe in order to make it to the World Cup. Specifically, Poland is supposed to play Russia in Russia. They have already said they will not play Russia. And uh, shortly following that, the Czech Republic and Sweden also said they will not play Russia in the World Cup qualifiers. A couple things I want to unpack here and then we're gonna move on to some entertainment news. Uh, now, first of all, there is a there is a small chance. We need FIFA. For those of you not familiar with FIFA, this is the world governing organization for, for international soccer. That's they put on the World Cup. They oversee all of these uh, these playoffs and these games to qualify for the World Cup and whatnot. So the problem and I'm hoping that they do step up and just completely kick Russia out of uh, take away their eligibility for the World Cup, which, I mean, we talked about this with the Olympics. Russia should not be in any international. You want to have leagues there in Russia? Fine. The KHL, that's great. Keep it in your own country. You shouldn't be out there cheating against international competitors. But now we're seeing even even more reason for them to not play in the World Cup. But there is a possibility that if FIFA doesn't step up, uh, Poland refuses to play and it's a forfeit, and Sweden refuses to play, and it's a forfeit, and the Czech Republic refuses to play, and it's a forfeit. Then Russia could actually just get into the World Cup without um, having to do any, having to even play. So I'm hoping FIFA steps up uh, in this instance because it's very important. And I, I don't want to get into. There's a lot of talk out there about how how corrupt FIFA is. I I'm not that familiar with it, so maybe you know if you if you care to do your own research on this. Uh, another thing that is, has popped up with this as as I was doing a little. You know, kind of social media research on it is—is is a lot of people are saying, Oh, well, keep politics out of sports." You know, this Poland shouldn't be doing this. They shouldn't get political on stuff like this. And it's absolutely amazing to me because, and you—if know, you've listened to to go tell It to the wall for any amount of time, you know that I athletes have every right to speak up uh, on politics, anything that they please. That's just how it is. You can say, "Well, that's a." Po- that's a politician, and that's, look at the politicians we have, for the love of God. MTG and that, that Babbert woman, like whatever her name is. Like, really? Yeah, they're more qualified? Okay. Calm yourselves. But here's, here's the real kicker on this. This isn't politics. This is like the Black Lives Matter, this, and it's not like the Black Lives Matter movement, but what I can say is, athletes in this country, they got so much flack for speaking up in favor of Black Lives Matter. And people would give them a hard time. Don't get political. Don't get political. However you want to frame it, it's not politics. It's people dying. That was people of color dying. This is Ukrainians dying, being killed. This is a madman directing the military to go take over a country unprovoked. It's not politics. Don't get those things confused. This is people's lives. And if you're dumb enough to sit there and conflate people's lives with politics, you need to check your head. It's as simple as that, cause it's not. It's lives. It's livelihood. It's humanity. And if you're one of those people, go watch that video uh, with the dad putting his daughter on a train and going going to fight against Russia. Likely, I don't want to say likely, but good chance he he never sees his daughter again. Humanity. Have some fucking humanity. Politics. Stay out of politics. Fuck you. That's all I can say to that. If you're one of those people, just turn off the podcast. Don't subscribe. Don't tell your friends. This is not for you. Equating human life to politics. Give me a break. All right, entertainment news. Well, let's liven it up a little bit here. Let me let me stretch the back out a little bit because I got very tense. My back. I woke up this morning too. My back was very sore. I'm still. I, I we haven't gotten to my recap of the show, but. Uh, I realized, and, and part of it is, uh, I, I hadn't been good about my workouts lately, and so past couple weeks, I started ramping it back up again, and, and what happened was Friday, I was like, oh, I'll do a workout in the afternoon, and, and I went to a show, and I was jumping around, and I was definitely hands on knees by the end of a, a particular set there, and then this morning, I woke up, I was like, oh God, I can feel it in the lower back, so I'm, I'm definitely not 100, not just the voice, but the back is not 100% today either. Um, but let's get off that tangent. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about what I have been listening to. Listening to lately is a band called Wonk Unit. That's right, W-O-N-K Unit, Wonk Unit. And it's funny because, uh, thank you Paul for, for recommending this band to me and they, they've been on my list. I've got a list of bands that I'm still trying to get through. And I don't know if this is worldwide, but if you hear something like "Wonk Unit" in in the U.S., you're like, "Is that a hip hop group?" Or, and maybe that's just me. Uh, definitely not a hip hop group. Uh, they are a band formed in 2006 in the U.K. Uh, they've actually got eight studio albums, eight since 2006. They're they're doing work. Eight albums, that's, and those are stu- eight studio albums. I'm sure you can find some, you know, demos and EPs and that kind of stuff. But eight full studio albums. Uh, the the lead singer and guitarist is Alex Wonk. He's actually the main person. They're a full band, um, but this is, from what I can see and, and I've gathered, this is very similar to like the Toasters, um, where where Robert, who's who's the main guy of the Toasters, and brings in other very talented musicians to to play with him, uh, but Alex Wonk is, is definitely the mastermind behind writing all the music and and composing a lot of stuff. I, it it sounds like he also plays bass on on some of the tracks now. He's I don't think he's playing bass and guitar at the same time, uh, but I'm sure that that means he's playing on some of the albums. Uh, if you want to get into them, I would definitely recommend uh, checking out "Go Easy" and "Strength." Those are uh, two songs that of theirs. Uh, uh, "Go Easy" is 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 an older song from a couple years ago. "Strength" is is very new in the past. Well, new it the past year or so uh, with "Strength." It's a it's an Incredibly unique sound, um, and there's definitely some variations among tracks. But those would be the two I would would recommend to check out first. I enjoyed lots of their tracks as I was kind of going through their catalog, um, but check those out, uh, and especially the music video for uh, Strength. It it gives gives strong uh, '90s Southern California pop punk vibes. The sound is is not fully that way as you go through all the tracks, uh, but that's the kind of vibes it gives me. It's it's like a '90s pop punk fun. Skate punk uh, with with a keyboard, and and I I I got a weakness for a keyboard in bands. I love I love when the keys are in there, all about it. Uh, so highly highly recommend checking them out. Um and and again don't I wouldn't put them really in that bucket. It's just from from my own life experience and listening to music. I get some of those vibes. And the, the video for strength is if there's skateboarding in a pool, and it's like oh yeah no we at least, at least do that for music videos. Man that was the way to go. And uh, really enjoy them. So check out Wonky Unit out of the UK. Uh, i'll be listening to them more and more and more and again thank you paul for that that recommendation because they're great it, it, if you like most of the bands that i talk about on go tell Us the wall and common sense sundays you you are going to enjoy uh Wonk unit at least to an extent and yeah, start checking out their catalog all right Punkin Drublick, arizona we just got a location change as of yesterday uh for those of you that are going if you haven't seen I got, now i gotta fly oh my gosh it's just one of those days my back isn't working my voice isn't working and now i gotta fly flying around the studio uh, but Punkin and, Punk and Drublick in Arizona location change for if you're planning on going there, uh, be aware of that. Go you know go check the they Punkin Drublick posted it. Uh, it's moved from Big Surf, which apparently closed. It's a water park there in Tempe, Arizona closed. They sold the property, so they can't hold the event there anymore. And now it's going to be at a place called Scarizona. Uh, I think it's Scarizona, but it could be Scarizona. I think it's Scarizona though. It's just hard to I don't know the pronunciation of it. Doesn't matter. Uh, it's in Mesa. It's not far from Big Surf. Uh, so if you've already like if you're traveling there, you've already booked hotels and stuff. It shouldn't matter, uh, but just make sure you're aware of that. Um, it's not affecting my travel plans really because I was staying just in that area either way, and uh, now it's just kind of a different different uh, location. I, I'll be curious if this is a little better because I was kind of like empty water park. They are having concerts. This is like a festival grounds uh, that they're doing it. So this might end up being kind of a better situation anyway um, for all the the beer and music out there at uh, Punk and Drublick. All right, Friday. I had the immense pleasure of driving an hour and a half down to Costa Mesa on a Friday evening. <laughs> that was that was the only bad part of it. Uh, but I had the pleasure of seeing Chaser down there at Tiki Bar in Costa Mesa. Chaser, you know that I love them. I've talked about them multiple times on this podcast. I've seen them many many times since since August. Cannot recommend them enough. Not only their music. But they put on one of the best live local shows that you're going to find. Uh, if you have the opportunity to check them out, do so. They're going to be touring Europe this summer. So even if you're not in the U.S. or specifically Southern California, because that's where they're from, it's easy. To catch, that's how I've been able to catch them a bunch of times. Uh, you, you'll you have the opportunity as they tour Europe. Hopefully they're coming to your city. Uh, the energy, just off the chain. I was so happy to see uh, Mike and all the boys up there on stage yet again. Uh, just killing it. The 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 energy that they put out to the crowd and the crowd gives back is is just something to see it it's a sight to behold uh that's why my voice is not 100% i was singing along yelling along cheering along uh there i don't ha- i actually didn't take any photos so there's no photos on my instagram excuse me but shout out to billy skelly uh, who shot some fantastic photos if you check out his photos uh chaser shared some of them as well here <laughs> you might see a uh a purple-headed dude going crazy there in the pit, uh, and I'll be honest, I may have been f- finger quote flying in the pit. Uh, my good friend and wall fan Adam, we we were having we were having some fun in, in the circle pit there, and I might have been picked up and and literally swung around and, and flown around the pit, courtesy of of Adam out there. Uh, again, can't recommend Chaser enough. Had such a blast out there. And some super tasty tacos at Tiki Bar. Tiki Bar itself is fine. I wouldn't wouldn't say anything bad about it, but I wouldn't be like, oh my god, Tiki Bar. You know, there's some venues that are just better than others. Uh, But the tacos, oh, they got like a taco stand in the back. So good. $2 tacos. Like, give me the tacos. Enjoyed it very much. Uh, And looking forward to seeing them again uh, in uh, two weeks. Two weeks I get to see them play with Pennywise down there at Garden Amp. Uh, I was actually able to procure a ticket. Thank you, Jessica. Uh no, I mean not thank you that you can't go, but thank you for uh for since you couldn't go, uh, for, for selling your ticket to me. All right. I don't want to get into this too much. Uh this actually happened kind of right after we, we recorded the last episode. But I, I have to talk about the elephant in the room. Um there's not a huge connection for me necessarily, but there's a big connection to organizations that I'm connected with, and that's a band out of, I believe, uh, they're out of Philly. I want to say Pittsburgh, and maybe I'm totally wrong on that, but they're a band called the Stolen Wheelchairs. Well, that band is, is pretty much no longer around, and I don't want to get into details. Uh, feel free to, to just do a little read. You'll see it. Uh, but they did some things that shouldn't be happening anywhere, uh, especially within the punk scene taking advantage uh, of other people and, and doing things that are truly disgusting. There's just no excuse for these kinds of things anywhere, but especially in the punk scene. It's, it's very fraternity boy-esque, for lack of a better word. Uh, and I that being said, I am happy to see uh, the blowback that they're getting and the support uh, for for not supporting them, but supporting uh, how the scene should be and, and giving them what for, I guess, for lack of a better word, um, there's, like I said, there's no room for that in the scene. I, I will say one important thing to remember here is I think there are some people getting, getting flack and getting thrown to the wolves along with people from Stolen Wheelchairs simply because they were associated. Uh, one of those would specifically be Punk Rock Saves Lives. As you know, I am a huge supporter of Punk Rock Saves Lives. I volunteer with them. Uh, uh, Barstool Preachers are a huge supporter of Punk Rock Saves Lives. Uh, they've kind of been lumped in here along with uh, the, the Riot, uh, Riot Squad uh, team over there because they've worked with stolen wheelchairs. And here's the thing. Don't lump them in because they've worked. I will say I have personally met the lead singer. I hung out with him at this show, Punk in the Park. I am wearing my Punk in the Park t-shirt today. Very nice guy. You would have had no idea. So don't, don't lump other people in in this situation. It's disgusting. We know that. I don't necessarily think we just move on and give them a pass. Nobody is. But you can't blame other people just because they knew somebody that did something horrendous. That's the important thing to remember here. And that's pretty much the last I'm going to talk about it. All right, one more thing, and then we're going to wrap it up uh, for episode 71. Today, we're almost at the end of February. Today's February 27th. Tomorrow's the 28th. February is that very short month we have every year, which means you have a day and some change uh, to pick up the February basis against racist T-shirt and design. Again, uh, I mentioned in the beginning of February, but again, uh, the the current design features Edwin Santa Cruz of Make War. Uh, so if you haven't pre-ordered your shirt, make sure you do that right away. If you're in uh, if you're in the U.S., you're gonna order that through Chaos Merch. Love Chaos Merch. Gabby's one of the best out there. Uh, I've actually got some stuff coming from her from her soon. Uh, myself. And check out other stuff on Chaos Merch, not just the Basis Against Racists. Uh, and then, of course, if you're in Europe, you're going to order uh, through T-Mom Merch. T-Mom Merch has a ton of awesome merch as well. Uh, I obviously don't order through because it's a European uh, merch site, uh, but they have other bands on there as well. So make sure you're checking out T-Mom Merch if you're in Europe. Uh, and as always, thank you to Lynn, uh, the the brainchild behind all of this uh, and, and creating this this great Campaign with bases against racists, and of course, ridiculously awesome art uh, from the one and only fantastically talented Z- Paul Smith of Zombie Teeth Clothing. Make sure you order your shirt. You got to get it by the twenty eighth, otherwise, it's gone. You're never going to be able to get that particular shirt again. All right, that's going to do it. I made it through the whole episode without my voice going out completely. Uh, now, make sure you're uh, you're following us on the social platforms: uh, Facebook.com/slash/go tell it to the wall. YouTube.com/slash/go tell it to the wall, uh, and of course my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, S O C A L S E A N. Make sure you follow me on there. You're gonna get all kinds of not just go tell it to the wall content, but other stuff on there as well. Uh, and of course, seanorworklive.com, which includes links to all of those other platforms I just mentioned, as well as a link to our Patreon. Adam, you know you're gonna you're gonna become a patron soon. I know we're getting a new one. I I keep. He keeps hinting at it, and I know you're coming soon for that little for, to become a patron. Uh, but everyone else out there, make sure you're checking out our Patreon. And if you don't want to do that, uh, you can support us by picking up some merch. Merch website linked directly from seanorourkelive.com. Uh, we should be back next week, same wall place, same wall time. But keep in mind, March is going to be a little bit nuts. Uh, I will blame Punk and Drublick. We got some schedule scheduling issues so march might be a little bit sparse but i'll keep everyone updated uh through facebook and, and through the website and everything else so just know that that's probably coming but we should be back barring any other schedule changes uh next sunday uh with episode 72 all right and until then uh wall fans common Sensors, this has been episode 71 of common sense sundays with go tell to the wall hosted by me your absolute favorite podcast host the one and only sean O'Rourke, and remember No matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter who you're with, and especially no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.